This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And uh, we got some devastating news, Brandon, uh, as... Running backs and marquee names are under attack as the injury imp is once again running amok in fantasy land. And the injury imp really loves the flesh of one Christian McCaffrey as mysteriously he exited the game on Sunday. Cam Newton, the you know, the wheels fall off. He falls into this canyon. You know, it's like a scene out of a Wiley e. Coyote cartoon. And, you know, you just see the, the puff of dirt that comes up at the canyon floor. That was Cam Newton <laughs> because it started off hot. You know, he had the Acme uh, explosives. He was, you know, he's going to get that dastardly roadrunner. Today's the day, and the next thing you know, he's the one that's at the bottom of the canyon, and it all went terribly wrong. And, and McCaffrey you know, rolled his ankle, injured it, uh, was on the sideline, and reported uh, during the broadcast of the game that he was probable to return in the second half, but because the game script got out of control, they decided to keep him on the sideline. Well, we learned on Monday – uh, that he is done as he was placed on season-ending injured reserve. Uh, so, you know, we're getting a lot of questions on social media. Uh, again, follow Funson there at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevos about Chuba Hubbard. Or is it Amir Abdullah? Or is it just a stay away? What are your thoughts here in Carolina? Yeah, I think it's more of the latter. It is, it is Chuba Hubbard. It is Amir Abdullah. It is a split backfield. For an offense that is cratering big time. And Cam Newton played, what, about five, six good quarters. So we knew we were on borrowed time with Cam Newton <laughs> playing well. Uh, now we don't even know what's going on. He's got bench for P.J. Walker. Not that P.J. Walker has ever come in and, and made things a quarterback controversy. But things are looking bad for Carolina. I'm I'm not into you know chasing down the Chuba Hubbard. Uh, this is not what we saw earlier in the year. Um when they had Sam Darnold and Chuba Hubbard was getting most all the touches and kind of being a one for one touch replacement with Christian McCaffrey. That is not where we're at anymore. So I think you can do better. I mean, there's guys like Dontrell Hilliard and, and, you know, other guys out there that uh, you would be better off chasing than Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. Some people that are into the cranberry sauce. Yeah. During the holidays. Uh, I I put put it on everything. I see. I think you're disgusting. I am not one of those (laughs) individuals. Now it's, it's weird. Like I like, Cranberry in general, like uh, cranberry juice, but it's full of sugar. There's a reason why I probably like it. And then again, like the canned cranberry stuff is is probably the same. But look, it's it's split here. Uh, you're either on one side of the fence or the other. There's no gray area in between. Uh, and I'm with Brandon here. I mean, there's only one decent matchup remaining for them as well. And yeah. it's Atlanta coming off the bye in week 14. And then the fantasy playoff schedules at Buffalo, Tampa, at New Orleans. Yuck, yuck, and yuck. Yuck, yuck, and yuck. Yeah, so you, you want no part of this backfield. Do not overpay for Chuba Hubbard. Do not overpay for Amir Abdullah unless you're absolutely desperate at running back and you are devoid of any other alternatives available on waivers. That here is the moral of the story. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, every Monday here on the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast, uh, we talk waiver wire and uh, we're just going to assume nobody's got any money left. You know, people were making it rain. We've had so many injuries, COVID issues. See Dallas, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, we don't know who's sick. We know that Mike McCarthy's out for Thursday night. Uh, we don't know who else is going to be available. Maybe Troy Aikman is going to come down from the ivory tower and play quarterback for them if, if something, God forbid, happened to Dak or whatever. But um, 
it's uh, it's a pretty ugly situation there, and it's really you know the same blots that are all over fantasy land right now. So people need help, Brandon. We do have four teams on by this week, Tennessee, Carolina, Cleveland, and Green Bay. So Aaron Rodgers backers in particular, this one is for you. Stream quarterback of the week. Anybody tickle your fancy? Well, as a guy that's uh, available in 95% of Yahoo leagues right now and could have a, you know, be a very uh, – uh, someone that people are eager to grab, and that's Taysom Hill. Um, if we know he's going to be the quarterback against Dallas on Thursday, um, look, at he is, I think, the better version of Cam Newton, the good version of Cam Newton, the last week's version of Cam Newton, a guy that you go into each game thinking Taysom Hill could probably rush for a touchdown in this game. Oh, but you know what? He's a, actually a better passer right now at this point in his career than than Cam Newton. So I made on Taysom Hill in more than just this week as more of like, Look, at I have quarterback issues. I need a long-haul replacement. Taysom Hill could actually be that guy. If I'm strictly just going like this is a one-week plug-and-play, you know, Taylor Heineke would have to be right up there as well yeah. going against the Las Vegas Raiders, who have a 20-to-4 TD-to-interception ratio allowed. And three of those interceptions came in one game to Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, this, is a, this is a pretty toothless secondary, and Heineke's been rolling. We'll see how he does on Monday night against my Seattle Seahawks, but he's been rolling of late. Yeah, look, I don't blame you there. Uh, and, you know, some people may be a little bit skittish, too, about Jalen Hurts uh, with the ankle, uh, though Nick Sirianni came out and said that they're hopeful that he's going to be able to play. Uh, and it's, you know, a great match if we get the Jets. If he doesn't go, like Gardner Minshew, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Ooh, Gardner uh, Minshew time. Yeah, yeah. Break out uh, your sleeveless uh, jean jackets. Uh, right. In honor of Gardner um, Minshew, button that down to the belly button. Unbutton oh, it to the oh belly yeah. button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expose the uh, the man fur there, and let everybody <laughs> run your fingers through it. Uh, I, I think it's a great call on those options. I, I mean, Taysom Hill has to be the most coveted. I, I was originally going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo, but now with this Debo Samuel news, I'm going to pivot. As Debo Samuel's going to miss some time with the injured love muscle uh, that he experienced yesterday, but it's it's Taysom Hill or bust. And and listen, folks, he's only. Yeah, you know, like Brandon said, ninety-five uh, percent available, so five percent rostered right now in Yahoo leagues, and you know, even like you said, a long-term solution. Uh, he's he's basically Jalen Hurts, except he was more accurate. He was inside the top fifteen in just a completion percentage last season, and he was QB ten over a four-game stretch as a starter weeks eleven through fourteen a season ago. So uh, hopefully get Alvin Kamara back, but even with the cupboard bare in terms of receiving talent there, Taysom Hill uh, through his duality alone has him firmly planted in the rb uh actually qb1 because uh, it'll function more like an rb which will really raise the floor conversation with that next topic number four all right and the next topic is kendrick Bourne of the new england patriots uh do you have a born identity brandon are you willing to pick him up if you need some wide receiver help he's wide receiver 23 over the last six weeks yeah yeah been uh, born supremacy over the last six weeks absolutely um uh you know i think the 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 good news here with new england is they went from this is their you know i think they're starting to reap the spoils of being such a good running team that you can you know when you have an established fear of the running game you can play off of that with play action and we're starting to see all these guys jacoby myers had a good game kendrick Bourne had a good game and had you know a couple touchdowns I think those two are the guys that I would be chasing after. And Kendrick Bourne's been my favorite guy of this group for the last few weeks. Uh, I think Jacoby Meyer still has utility in, you know, competitive 12-team leagues and deeper. 
Nelson Aguilar still feels a little bit more like the wild card roll of the dice, but I, I feel like if the matchup's good, you can feel pretty good about Bourne and even Jacoby Myers as well. Yeah, and I'm just looking at some of his advanced analytics, and man, do they really just jump off the screen. Uh, 9.15 yak per reception over his last six games. 15.42 yards per target. Oh, man, it's making me drool. That's That's like Debo (laughs) Samuel numbers, especially the yak per reception category. It's crazy. Yeah. He used to be a teammate of Debo Samuel, so maybe yeah. pick something up along the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some transitive property there in some way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, look, Mac Jones has got terrific accuracy. Uh, got a couple of nice uh, matchups upcoming. Uh, you got Indy, Jacksonville, and, and you get Buffalo this week. And, again, Buffalo's down, Tredavious White. So, yeah, look, I am down with Kendrick Bourne as somebody you could pick up and plug in 14-team or deeper league as a wide receiver three or a flex option. Ride the Patriots. <laughs> Number three. All right, uh, let's move on. How about Matt Burita, my man? Uh, speaking of uh, the Buffalo Bills, they're taking on New England. Wow, I can't wait for that matchup on Monday night football. Should be a massive showdown, and I think it will really show the true colors in New England Patriots. If they are contenders in the AFC and they go in to Western New York and knock off the Bills, uh, that's going to have everybody on notice. They should be shivering in their cleats as a result. But uh, Matt Breed, is his role growing, and is he worth any kind of investment? I mean, this is competitive league stuff. We know the Bills' backfield. It was Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Now it's Matt Breida and Devin Singletary. This is a Bills team that will be loath to ever lean on this backfield. In fact, there's only been Devin Singletary in this last week in the same game that we're talking about. Matt Breida had 15 carries. That's the first time since week five that a Bills running back has reached double-digit touches in the carry capacity. I mean, when they can throw the ball, they will. They will, you know, begrudgingly give their running backs the ball sometimes, but this is nothing you can ever hang your hat on. And they are uh, second lowest in running back rushes per game. And they're splitting that second lowest number. So hard for me to get excited. Um, like, a, you know, I know you're in like a 20-team league, a 14-team or 16-team league. Yeah, you have to take anybody who's pushing double-digit touches seriously. So in that regard, sure. But in general, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got some flex appeal. I, do, I really do. And I think he's going to get 10 to 12 touches weekly. So, again, I think he's going to be able to maintain – that level of flex value over the next, uh, you know, several weeks down the home stretch here in an explosive offense. Uh, you know, Devin Singletary has been rather unexciting. Zach Moss was not even active for the last game. He's fallen out of favor there. You know, he played those team or season high 21 snaps against the Saints with a 54 total yards and a score on those 11 touches. Uh, you know, he's going to be touchdown or bust, you know, week in a week out. But I do like the matchup against the New England Patriots because they have given up a lot of catches to the running back position in yards, but they've been bendo break. I think they've given a one receiving touchdown at the running back position this season. So, uh, Brita, again, if you're desperately seeking some options, worth a few bucks if you got any $5 left. Uh, or if you don't, and he clears waivers, you have a higher waiver priority, maybe not the top one, but a higher one, yeah, cast him a line. You might uh, find him at least serviceable here uh, in these money-making weeks. Number two. All right, let's talk about a guy that uh, is at the top of the list of most leagues because he is available at about 60% of Yahoo leagues, and that is Jamal Williams, uh, Brandon. And you might say to yourself, a lion, really? Toothless? Those bastards, sickly lions, not worthy of a mane, not worthy of your attention at all. But 
with DeAndre Swift listed as day-to-day with that shoulder injury, and, you know, frankly, that's a, a positive outcome because it, it was a scary-looking injury. He was on the ground on Thanksgiving Day against the Bears for quite a while. Uh, but let's say he misses some time. You get the Minnesota Vikings this week at home. Detroit's been competitive, at least. And what we do know is that Jared Goff, all he does is check down. So yeah. is Jamal Williams somebody, if you got any money left, you throw everything at him? Yeah, if you, especially, you know, we're in win-now mode. Like, we need to get, you know, to, we need to pick up a win to try to get yourself kind of advanced into the playoffs. And Jamal Williams perfectly situated for that with the matchup against Minnesota with the fact that DeAndre Swift probably going to be out. With the fact that in any kind of PPR-juiced league, you know Jamal Williams is going to get peppered. He had eight catches in week one, uh, five catches in, in, in kind of basically replacing DeAndre Swift in that game on Thanksgiving Day. Um, so, yeah, I think you can feel good about if he's the guy and no DeAndre Swift, probably five is your starting point in receptions, and you go up from there. Yeah, and again, put it in perspective here. This is how bad Minnesota has been defensively uh, on a per-game basis. Uh, they have now cracked the top ten. So they're number ten in most fancy points allowed to the position. And just doing some instant math here, and, of course, I'm 100% calculating <laughs> all this in my head. No use of calculators whatsoever. They've given up. Oh, God, I totally screwed that up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I I keep Alexa around my house for just this reason. I just ask Alexa to do math for me. And well, that, that works out pretty well. Yeah, my fingers aren't fast enough here using this <laughs> a very complicated machine called a calculator uh, to give me the correct answer. They've given up 138.1 total yards per game, 4.7 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns in 11 games to the running back position. So, you know, this could be like a five to seven catch game for yeah. Jamal Williams. And that's really where he's going to make his hay. Uh, you know, don't count on a whole lot of yards between the tackles because Detroit doesn't run the ball enough unless they're somehow in a positive game script scenario. But then again, it's Minnesota. They're always, you know, nip and tuck in every single matchup. But, dude, I- I'm going to rank him top 20 this week. And you're right. It is win now. Go big or go home mode. So if you're in that situation – uh, you're scratching clawing to try to get in the postseason. Do whatever you can to get Jamal Williams on your roster and definitely get him in your lineup this week against those sorrowful Minnesota Vikings. Number one. Oh, speaking of those sorrowful Minnesota Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook, torn labrum. Good thing he's not a Major League Baseball pitcher. Uh, and a dislocated shoulder. We don't know how many games he's going to miss. We know he's going to miss multiple games, Brandon. We'll see if he lands on IR. But Alexander Madison back in the saddle yet again. And and if you recall, let me refresh your memory because I know you try to want to, you know, get this out of your head uh, from what he did to your Seattle Seahawks earlier this season. But remember, in two starts for the Vikings this year, uh, he went for 153 total yards and a touchdown against Detroit and won on 32 touches. And on the other one, uh, he was well north of 120 combined yards as well. Didn't find the end zone against Seattle. That was in weeks three and five. And he was number six and number seven, respectively, in those weeks in fantasy points scored at the running back position. So get Detroit in a rematch. Now upcoming, we know they rank inside the top five most fantasy points allowed. Uh, No business being available in fantasy leagues, correct? No, he is. He's. Yeah, he's probably a top five play. And let's, this, this is funny. I'm looking back to last year 
he had two huge games or two big games. His two biggest games were also against Detroit and Seattle. He had 20 carries, 112 rushing yards, and 24 receiving yards against Seattle. Then week 17, 24 touches, 145 yards from scrimmage, and two touchdowns against the Lions. So um, if it's a Lion or a Seahawk in Alexander Madison's way and he's the guy and no Dalvin Cook, good Lord, watch out. Uh, this is this. He should have. He's the golden handcuff. He should have been rostered in every league prior to this. If he's not, you are lucky. You found yourself a potential league winner. And here's what's crazy. Uh, you look at the schedule. So let's say that Cook is out for an extended period of time. So you get Detroit this week, and then you get Pittsburgh. And you know it, it's no longer the steel curtain; they're the soft curtain. There's no doubt about it. T.J. Watts just landed on the COVID list, so yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they're in a whole heap of trouble. And then at my Bears in Week 15, are giving up north of 100 rush yards per game at the running back position. The Rams at Week 16 at home, you know, give or take. But again, the volume's going to be there. Then at Green Bay in Week 17, I agree that Alexander Madison, if he is the starter over that phase, will win people fantasy titles. It's unmistakable. So congratulations if you stashed him, and if you're in a league where he is still available, find more friends. <laughs> That's all I got. You need to raise yeah. the competitive level, man, because, again, no business being out there on waivers. All right, before we get out of here, Brandon, on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast, uh, let me get your thoughts. You know, we already touched on Taysom Hill, uh, but let's get your thoughts on some additional guys of interest maybe in, in some of those challenging leagues that you might want to kick around uh, in your brain. What about Deshaun Jackson? Huge catch uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Went for a touchdown. Um, you know, he's playing that long bomb specialist role. Is he, you know, worth taking the tires on? He's right now 92% available in Yahoo. Yeah, you have a handful of names listed here. He's the only guy I care to talk about. or to get, you know, No Andrew Walter? No Andrew Walter. No James O'Shaughnessy. Well, uh, Dan Arnold's out. O'Shaughnessy could be a guy. What about like they Brevin Jordan? For Arnold, they traded for Arnold because he, he you know, because they had O'Shaughnessy, and that wasn't yeah. that wasn't good enough for him back then. That that could mean actually good things for Lavisca Chanel. I keep saying that. I keep going back to that. Well, I'll throw Lavisca Chanel into the uh, seven catches catch. for forty yards this week for Lavisca. Yeah, that'll that'll play. That'll play. It's about as good as you can do on the waiver wire anymore. But. Um, Deshaun Jackson, here's why I like him, because Derek Carr throws a good deep ball, because they're they're most you know, they're gonna run the ball competently with Josh Jacobs, but they're gonna throw the ball a lot to Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. And those are short intermediate area options. And it's gonna lull the defense into be, you know, targeting those guys. And they're gonna take their shots with Deshaun Jackson. You know, they're gonna select probably three, four different times they're going to go deep to Deshaun Jackson I think you know you can start banking on that happening we've already seen I think a 30 plus catch yard catch in each of the last two games um and I just think that's that's going to be something that they keep trying to mine and I think they're well set up for Deshaun Jackson not to be a high volume guy but to have games similar to this going forward so for that reason uh Deshaun Jackson has some interest to me as a as like a you know as a calculated dice roll uh, I'm with you there. Uh, and again, you know, in, in flex uh, situations in like 14 team or deeper leagues, uh, I've I got him on roster under 14 team or deeper league with multiple flexes, and I I will you know clack and a clack and roll those dice. Uh, you know, looking at the rest of the season schedule, uh, in particular looking at that Cleveland matchup, Week 15 opening round of the fantasy playoffs. As bad as the Browns have played defensively down the field here down the home stretch, hell yeah, I'll take my Washington next week. You like that one? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, I do. 
Oh yeah, that, that's uh, that's a, a five eggplant emoji matchup, no doubt about it. All right, yeah, I'm not going to devote any time or energy to those other stiffs I threw out there. That was just filler. So with that, uh, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter, at Brandon Funson. Follow me there, at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this show. And as always, until next time, adios, amigos!